Welcome back to the show, the I'm Just Talking podcast, that you can find unedited, unscripted, minimally researched on Spotify for podcasters, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Odyssey, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Podvine, just to name the ones that I know, and other affiliate companies are out there. However you're listening, wherever you're listening. I freaking appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> we are, God, winding down 2022. I mean, <laughs> stupid. 2023. And um, starting off with an interesting bit of stuff we can talk about on uh, for November. I do want to start off by giving you a mini not for nothing because on the subject of that's what you get is really, really like in my mind right now because I am constantly doing shit that backfired and about, so yesterday we did our, our monthly trip to Costco and at one of said trips, I bought this like collapsible, collapsible, like crate thing that I that we use specifically for there. And it was on the table last night when we were getting ready to eat dinner. And well maybe that was this afternoon. Um anyway and I set it down somewhere just just to get it out of the way because it was on the kitchen table and whatever. And I subconsciously say to myself, that can't stay there but it'll be good for now. That was this morning when we had lunch or this afternoon. And I was so now it's, you know, 8.30 at night by this point, and I'm starting to kind of straighten up on all the freaking stuff that I made a mess with today. And um, this crate was in my mind because I had set some, uh, like, sweat with long sleeve shirts that I bought in there. And I'm like, oh, it's in that crate right there. Should probably move it to, you know, but I had this other laundry in my hand. Sure enough, I fucking come through the passageway by the kitchen and I fucking tripped over it. And my fucking right shin is killing me. And tomorrow's my run day, so I hope it's just temporarily sore like a banging up your shin gents. That way I can get on the treadmill tomorrow because it's probably going to rain out here. So that's what I get. If if you're thinking about something, take care of it right away because that's what you're going to get if you don't. My fucking leg is killing me. Um, there is a handful of subjects that I kind of want to touch on and, uh, it, none are really more important than not, than any other. Um, the, excuse me, just blew into the mic. Um, the war between Israel and, and Hamas is ongoing. There is a a lot we can talk about there. Um, this is probably the most important subject, and I don't want to make. I'm just on the side of peace and and getting, um, you know, not 
being racist about it where like if you're Jewish if you're Jewish you're not then you're not an Israeli um military member you're not a military official you're not participating I won't think different of you if you are Palestinian you are likely not a Hamas I don't know if they're called soldiers um you know you're not part of that you know that rig that that group I'm not going to think different of you. Um, I don't know that I know or am in contact anymore with anybody from Palestine. I feel like I've met some people. I've said this before. But the thing that bothers me a little bit is where, like, America hasn't gotten into, or uh, unless I'm naive and, you know, if uh, I always leave a comment and, ask people to comment so comment please if maybe i'm wrong on this but i know that we've sent aid to ukraine but i don't recall anybody being outspoken about it i don't recall us um specifically backing ukraine with the exception of you know denouncing what russia was doing but I feel like America's kind of stood up and said, you know, we're, you know, they're warning other countries to not get involved. We've given 14.5 or something billion dollars. Um, and we can't even balance our own budget. Like, America's always been sort of the policeman or the big brother to the world. And I'm just kind of over it. Um, I, I, I That is not to say that the lives of Jewish people are not important or that, you know, their their government shouldn't decide to do what they do. I just think that we're injecting ourselves into essentially a holy war that to me is just very dangerous. And I don't know where governments get this money and we still have you know hunger and homelessness or what California likes to call an unhoused pop you know problem and I feel like I just don't understand and maybe that's really what it is like where do we come up with 14.5 billion why are we on this side if it is it's not really a civil war but it's it's like if the mafia decided to like try to take out a politician here and our army decided to go into like italian neighborhoods or you know suspected strongholds for the mob do you think any other government would give us money i mean i i, I mean i'm just not even talking about the conflict there because that conflict's been going on for generations at this point. I just think that like where where why are we why are we approving aid for a war that is not ours? Why did we approve aid for Ukraine for that matter? Like but but I just feel like our government's been pretty outspoken and, and you know being the big brother to Israel or whatever. And it, it's just, it's troublesome. It's, it, 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 it makes me scared 
the lack of, and I don't care about a lot of shit. Um, it worries me that it is, this guy gets in to help this guy and that gun country gets in to help that country and it can just be really bad. So that's just my, my, my lack of understanding of what the thinking is, is worries me. Um, wish peace for that region. I wish peace for those people that are, you know, dying and losing children and losing mothers and brothers and the soldiers in the fight. And, you know, there, there, there's a lot more to be said, but I, I don't know that, I don't know that I'm the one to be saying it. So, especially because I don't research a lot, I could be saying wrong stuff. So, um, so on a better note, um, if I haven't lost you, and you're about nine minutes in, a couple of hip-hop notes. Um, we will start with Missy, Misdemeanor Elliot. Who, and I had to do a little bit of research on this because my memory was a little fuzzy. But obviously, she's a hip-hop rat. She's a rapper. She's, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, biggest ones were, you know, she, she ran with Timbaland. Um, and she um, work it. And um, Super Duper Fly, she was on the Lady Marmalade um, collabo with, with uh, uh, for the Moulin Rouge video, the uh, Moulin Rouge movie, I think it was. Um, just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Super duper great accomplishment. I read or heard that she's the first female rapper inducted into the Hall of Fame, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's fucking awesome. Um, and she should be, um, and she might be one of the top five rap, um, female rappers all time. If you scatter out, um, you know, top 10, top 20 lists, I think she's in there in general, regardless of, um, of gender. Uh, I don't know if she's been inducted or she's gonna be inducted I think she's already been I'm gonna look it up real quick again but um she um one of the things too is there was a time when she was very heavy um yeah so she got inducted yesterday um and she's she went through a, a stage in life where she lost a lot of weight. Um, she's kept that off. She's 52, which is crazy. Um, great entertainer. Defined a, to me anyway, defined a certain sound and, and part of hip-hop that will live on forever. Um, definitely part of the 90, late 90s generation. Um, Really came on with Super Duper Fly, um, 96 to 98. Um, you know, those are the ones I, those are the years I remember. Um, would love to hear if she had any new songs coming out. Uh, but really awesome that she was inducted. This picture I'm looking at, she looks, at, looks pretty good in this picture. Um, she showed a picture of her mom at the Hall of Fame. That was pretty cool. Um, congrats to Missy Elliott and, um, you know, 90s rap, man, 90s, 90s rap to me, like late 80s through through like late 90s is like the golden era. 
Um, I don't think it'll ever be duplicated. Some of the early 2000s shit with like 50 and and then and Eminem and stuff is great, but like she she definitely got that sound um, defined a, a you know Timberland's um, uh, production sound, and some people are just meant to be together. You know what I mean in that regard. You know, without her, Timberland probably isn't as good. Without him, she's not nearly as good. So, um, congratulations, Missy. Well deserved. Um, the other one is uh, Tupac. Just been in the news. Been in the news. Been in the news. Um, fun fact: I did not know, or at least according to Wikipedia, and you never know. But that Tupac Amaru Shakur was not his given name. Was not his original name. Lee Sane Parish Crooks, supposedly, is what he was born at. Never knew that. Um, I I wanted to look up uh, exactly where he was born because I knew he was born in New York. Um, my understanding is he was born in Brooklyn, but I heard. And the reason I'm even talking about Tupac again is he had a street named after him in Oakland where he were, he very, very routinely says he's from Oakland. Um, he, was, he has mentioned, obviously, that he was um, born in New York, but he... He, he reps Oakland like nobody's business. And uh, it's a street in Oakland. Um, forget the name of the street, but it's now going to be called Tupac. Here we go. Hold on. Tupac Shakur Way. So Lake Merritt um, is, if I understand, because I've driven around Lake Merritt, is more like downtown. So MacArthur um, is the name of the street. Um, Oakland's MacArthur Boulevard. Um, it says he was born in East Harlem, which I always heard of as Brooklyn, but um, he lived in and around that area on two. He lived in an apartment on 275 MacArthur near where the street sign now bears his name. So Lake Merritt is a is downtown. Um, you know, Oakland has a, a terrible reputation for being very you know, crime-ridden and run-down and stuff. But they've, from what I've seen there, and this was about four years ago now, um, Lake Merritt is is a nice little area right downtown. Um, there is some nice skyscrapers down there, but they named that street Tupac Shakur Way um, because, again, he he loved Oakland. He constantly, constantly talked about Oakland. Um even if, even, you know, in his music, he references it. Even as he, you know, if people start looking at the death road times, he was spent a lot of time in L.A., but he, he's really a NorCal guy. And um, it is um, probably long overdue. And what I think is important about doing things like this is... Even with his controversy, um, a polarizing, which is a word I try not to use because 
mean, I know what it means. It just seems like a weird, it seems like a weird, a weird word to me. Like that and hyperbolic. A lot of people who do podcasts use that and, and on radio, they say that. But anyway, I just think it's important because when people become famous and they become famous from anywhere, I think it's important for people to know that they can too also be, um, especially in underserved or, you know, um, lower economic communities. You, you sometimes think that there's no way out. I think that Tupac was very um, outspoken about social issues, obviously regarding African-Americans and young young African-American or black males. And I just think that, that it's it's really awesome that the city is dead dedicated that little bit to him. Um, obviously, obviously died way, way too soon. But he, I feel like if he would have lived longer, I, I think that he would have done less and less music and more and more activism. And a place like Oakland, Berkeley, um, of course, his mom was a Black Panther. So, you know, he was, that was obviously a lot of what drove him. It was a lot of where his lyrics came from. It was a lot of what just became in his DNA to, to speak out and to try to get some, you know, justice for you know his people and no better place especially because he repped it and loved it so much no better place for him to get it the street named after him is you know when he moved from the east coast um down into that area that that was his you know of course if he doesn't move there he doesn't meet digital underground um so and you know maybe doesn't become He's not who he is, obviously, without Oakland, because that's who he is. That's what he repped. That's what he lived. There's no place he'd rather be. So, congrats on a milestone, um, posthumously. Like, again, he's like in my top three, or top four. He's, man, he's he's somewhere between like two and five, depending on how I feel. So, two awesome hip hop related stories there. Um. If you've followed me this long and you and you feel like uh, hearing my take on the, not even so much the Texas Rangers winning the World Series, one or two particular players winning the World Series, that's not going to be so much baseball, but let's just get right into it. So uh, the Texas Rangers won the 2023 World Series. Um. I really am only talking about this because my beloved former Met, Jacob deGrom, whom I have two of his autographs, um, I'm looking at him right now, where he he left the New York Mets this summer and signed with the Texas Rangers. And everybody, myself included, all of us Mets fans laughed at him. He... Um, has always been somewhat of a shy guy, so his his press conference didn't come along very believable about 
how he he thought they were bidding a win, winning a building culture and he wanted to be a part of that. And that team only won 68 games. The Mets were coming off 100 and, 101 season. Um, one he won the 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 only playoff game we won last year. He he pitched in it, and uh, but he was offered a ton more money, um, and we were sad. And it bothered me. And I think I remember talking about it when he went to free agency. You know, my brother was like, why do I care so much? And I care because I live vicariously. Um, I think I was a pretty good baseball player. I would love to play for the Mets. Um, and I, and if I would, I wouldn't dream of leaving. But, you know, everybody thought he was going for money. He didn't pitch hardly at all because he got hurt. And if I'm being honest, there was a sigh of relief, like, whew. See what would happen? This is why we didn't offer him eight years or six years, two hundred and eighty million or whatever it was. And or and you know, we only offered him four years, hundred and twenty million. So then our season tanks, the Mets, I don't even know what they finished. Um, but they started disbanding the team. They actually trade Scherzer also to the to the Rangers and the Rangers just they did it, man. They fucking did it. They earned it. Their owner, con- contrastly to the Mets owner, spent a lot of money in the two off seasons. He spent wiser than our guy, Steve Cohen. And now the Rangers have a World Series and DeGrom a World Series ring. Um, a lot of Mets fans on Twitter tend to talk about how he didn't contribute or he should be ashamed or so what, you know, he got a participation trophy or whatever. The reason I'm even talking about all that is because I kind of disagree. I kind of disagree because I've I've thought about this on a couple of different occasions where, like, guys go to teams and they win their first. And and most of the time they're contributors or, you know, the veteran guys try to latch on. I guess Mitch Richmond, for example, played here for the the Sacramento Kings. He got a ring because he played with the Lakers, I believe, one year. And he didn't play much, but he still got a ring. So if you are on a team of any kind, you're definitely contributing in some fashion or another. Um, you have to understand, in my opinion, you have to look at the entirety of the of the, the situation where he gets hurt. They have to make moves to get pitching. Other guys step up to pitch. Um, they, they obviously got went out and got Scherzer from us or from the Mets. Scherzer didn't pitch great, but, you know, he – he pitched when he had to, and, you know, he was part of what got them there. And, you know, maybe if DeGrom doesn't get hurt, he pitches, he pitches through injury, or he gets his head kicked in because by the end of the year he's not healthy, whatever. Um, he he contributed. Whether you, you want to call that indirectly, he contributed. He, there was a – his injury allowed them to get – make the moves that they needed to go. So, you just, kudos, man. Like, I don't like it. I'm I'm not really, if I'm being honest, I'm not happy for him. It's like your girlfriend, your longtime girlfriend breaking up with you and then getting pregnant. Or, you know, your best friend has a new best friend and, you know, they go on to, you know, have a great business together or something like that. Or, you know, your girlfriend breaks up with you and does all of the things that she wouldn't do with you with the new guy. You're not happy about that. 
There's a lot of people on Twitter, and I follow a lot of like Met fans, um, Nick fans, Giant fans. I guess you could be happy. I, I'm not. I mean, it's good for him. Like, what's he gonna do? Bring the fucking World Series trophy to City Field, City Field, and show it around? No, he's not. If 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 he comes back from second Tommy John surgery at 36 years old or whatever he's gonna be, and he has productive days, I think. I don't think he retires a Met. Uh, it, he should get into the Hall of Fame. I'm not. If he continues to win World Series there, I don't see him coming in as a Met. So what are we happy for? It's like, oh, that's nice. I'm happy for you. It's not oh, my part. It's not genuine. So it's whatever. You know, I will cry when the Mets win a World Series. Um, if the Islanders could ever win a Stanley Cup again, I'd be happy. I would be absolutely beside myself when the Knicks actually win an NBA title. Um, so I've taken it up enough of you. What will ultimately be your Monday? I say uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully you loved like the episode. Uh, give me a shout out if you'd like. Uh, there will be a pinned. And those are only for Spotify users. And I don't even know. I got to check my Apple account again too. Um, to see if, you know, anybody's dropping, you know, drop me a, me a, uh, a like or a, a share, a download, a comment, um, anything, you know, um, you can hit me at I'm underscore just underscore talking on Instagram. I say it all the time. I got to start posting and, and, and putting out little verbal things. Um, I did that a lot when I didn't work in the first, actually, you know what? I only started this right before I started working. So I just got to make more time, you know, and get some more stuff out there. But, um, you know, hit me up, message me, any of the things that help the algorithm. I don't know exactly what, what it is but uh, or how that works, but my impressions are pretty good. Still around, I got around 5,000 um, in the last 30 days. That goes down if you don't get any new ones, I guess, but. At the same time, uh, nine episode, nine listens on my last episode. Let's keep that up. I love y'all. I do, really do. Um, and let's uh, let's talk next week. Remember, respect, unity, love, and equality. Talk to you next week if I can get on the screen that I'm trying to get on, so I can. Uh, all right, guys. Respect, unity, love, equality. Talk to you next week.